Hello, everyone, and welcome to Best of Queens Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our returning guest, Faye Saxon Horton. And I am really excited, Faye, to have you back today because we're going to be talking about the five, five secrets to recharge your sales following the pandemic detour, which seems like we're still in that, another turn, <laughs> and then how to end it. All right. So for everyone who hasn't heard, yeah, or has, has not heard before, she's a sales strategist who's worked in Medicare sales for more than 20 years. Uh, she owns a life insurance agency, agency, and she helps people break barriers to create consistent residual income with Medicare and final expense sales. She's the author of three books, which is amazing. And these include five things that are killing your sales. And if you missed that show, you got to go back and listen to it because Faye was on before. And uh, this is going to be such a great discussion. Faye, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming back on the show. Oh, you are so welcome, Lynn. Thank you for having me. I am just so excited anytime I hear from you because it's always an exciting conversation. You are such a great tradition and empress queen of sales that our conversations are truly, truly great. Thank you again. <laughs> well, thank you. You are also a queen of sales. So for all of those who are turning in for the, the first time to listen to these queens get together, um, make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to Claim Your Career Crown. And you can be the, the king and queen and prince and princess of your castle. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe. And while we're on the subject, um, take that extra second and give us that five-star review. We would certainly, certainly appreciate it. Thank you. All right, let's get dive right into this, uh, Faye, because here we are in the middle of this still. Um, it, it's been such a tough year, um, uh, longer now, about 18 months. I don't know. It just seems like it just it's, it's the new thing. Um, and we're continuing to see these changes and how they're, you know, affecting our future. You know, so in your you know, with your great wisdom, how has COVID affected sales specifically? Actually, and this might be surprising to some, but because of the industry that I'm in, the insurance industry, and I always love to say the $33 trillion industry, during COVID, uh, many of my associates and myself saw extreme growth. And it may have been simply because of the disasters of the pandemic in that deaths were occurring. So that increased the need for life insurance. It increased the awareness for life insurance. And because so many people were becoming sick and not knowing how to care for the illnesses that they had, it also increased the need and the, the knowledge of having health insurance. So actually in the life and health industry, the pandemic actually brought forth all of those things that we were saying all the time. You really need to be protected. Your family needs to be protected. So instead of seeing downturns, we saw some escalating numbers 
that really has helped my business, I can say, I've become so much more busier. Um, there are calls that come in now. I'm not chasing the calls. The calls are coming to me. That's a good thing. So it really made a difference in what we do in the insurance industry. Yeah. And that's so true. I mean, I think there's a whole element of the feast or famine out there. And and of course, people are in between. Um, I worked with a client, you know, in April of last year, who uh, existing pre-existing client, <laughs> pre-existing condition, <laughs> who came back, who came back because in one month, they, he lost 75% of their sales. And he's mm -hmm. looking like, how do I keep my people employed? How do I keep this going? And, um, you know, I, we got to rapidly turn this around. And so instead, you know, we were really tapping into, okay, you know, it's sort of like uh, the classic book, Who Moved My Cheese? The cheese was right. radically, I mean, it's like it was almost hidden. Okay, so how do, where do we find that cheese? Uh, and so that sort of brings us into these five secrets to recharge your sales, you know, of agility, technology, confidence, flexibility, and originality. And so I think, Faye, let's just, I think this would be a great conversation for you and I. So why and how each of these power skills will deliver enormous impact to your sales, not just now or in the last year with COVID, but, you know, always, I mean, and into the future. Mm -hmm. In terms of agility, um, not only in our industry did we find increased sales, but we were also able to help people who suddenly became unemployed. Yeah. So they were able to transition quickly and easily and move into a different career entirely where um, it was certainly necessary to do so so that they could continue their lifestyles. They could continue to pay their bills. They could continue to uh, feed their families. They can continue to have a roof over their heads. So where people were unemployed because of the pandemic, um, they were very, very uh, easily transitioned into moving into a new career in insurance and moving into and thinking about doing sales. Um, I'm not sure if that's where your thoughts were, on the agility portion, but I that came to me uh, just a minute ago that we were also helping people who needed to be employed to be employed. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, there's so much about agility and certainly being able to pivot and to find that, you know, that, well, you know, so this path, you know, is closed. I got to take another trail. <laughs> to get to a new path or, <laughs> and uh, where do I go? And so that agility to really be willing um, to look around, you know, and mm -hmm. say, okay, so this is where I'm at, where, how can I, you know, what's, what are my options? What's the best choice? And uh, how can I go ahead and rapidly make that change and make a decision uh, to pursue uh, a new opportunity? And so agility is, is really very important so that you, Essentially, you reject complacency and you reject um, this idea that you have to stay static. That right. um, because things are constantly changing. Certainly, this was 
the mother of all disruptions. Um, and, and, you know, that sort of leads to like the whole technology piece. Um, there were all kinds of people who had never used virtual meetings ever in their life or worked right. from home and uh, had to suddenly figure all of that out. Um, and literally, like, how do I even use this, whether you're using Zoom or uh, whatever platform you're using? Um, I actually don't use Zoom just from my corporate history. I use GoToMeeting. Uh, we record all our podcasts on GoToMeeting. And um, so it's, it, but it's just like, I, I've been used to it. I've been doing these types of meetings for just literally decades. And of course, the technology has continued to emerge and evolve. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've had AI transcript, which are amazing, um, being able to, um, you know, just not only have a voice call, but then having the video calls, right. um, sharing exactly. your screen, uh, doing whiteboards. Um, mm -hmm. And it's created this uh, ability for teams to really very rapidly adjust to you can work anywhere and you can still be very present and in place in the meeting. Um, so I think that technology has also played a big role in that people had that learning curve, but the tools have become so much more, so e much easier, easier and intuitive than right. they, they ever were before. They had to be. And I, I'll just take a moment and tell you a quick personal story. When we were first told that um, we could not, it was actually the beginning of the real shutdown when you mm -hmm. could not go anywhere unless it was absolutely necessary. So we certainly could not visit um, clients. Yeah. We could not um, meet them at places that were, you know, our usual meeting places and definitely could not go into their homes. So I think about the first week, it didn't really hit me until I realized, well, now something's got to give because <laughs> if I don't talk to people, I'm not going to be able to do any business. So I had Zoom set up already. I had free conference called all of those things kind of in place and had used them, you know, here and there. And of course used uh, go to meeting, use WebEx, use those before, but mostly in corporate settings. So during that second week, I made it a point to be sure that I had accounts set up and downloaded everything that I needed so that I could start to really communicate with customers. And then with some of them, it took a little educating them. Um, I don't use an iPhone. I have an Android, so we couldn't do FaceTime. So, but regardless of how it was done, eventually with technology and a little patience, we got through it and it is the best way to communicate now. Otherwise, you and I wouldn't be talking, right? <laughs> oh, that's how we met, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it's been um, it, there. And there's many different levels of this, you know, not just uh, utilizing the Zoom um, or at GoToMeeting, WebEx, whatever um, platform you're utilizing for these types of meetings, but really understanding how far you can take uh, those meetings and really 
very effectively continue to do your business and collaborate. And Mm -hmm. one thing is, is that when you are stretching yourself and doing something new, you can be a little nervous. You can have um, a lack of confidence. And the best way to gain that is by doing it, you know, and recognizing that perfection is overrated. So (laughs) you might do like the Folgers commercial, your camera (laughs) focused where you're not wearing pants or whatever. Uh, But, but, you know, you can gain the confidence uh, that you need by doing. Every time you do something, you, you learn a little bit more, just like riding a bike. I want everybody to think back. I mean, did anybody just jump on the bike and ride off into the sunset? No, you crashed, you scraped your knees, yes. your elbows. Um, yes. In my case, my chin one time, but you kept getting back up on that bike because you knew that it was going to provide you with this ability to go wherever you wanted in the neighborhood and visit your friends, go to the park. Um, and the same thing with the tools that we have and uh, these new processes and learning how to do things. Um, when I start really utilizing virtual meetings, I realized how much time I was saving from traveling. And yes. uh, the first time we really um, put that in place was 9-11 because we stopped traveling. I used to be on a plane every week at that point in my corporate job um, as an executive. I was literally flying somewhere every week, mm-hmm. you know, and we stopped flying. You know, and we um, started doing um, and we already had virtual meetings. We were already doing them. And we just started um, at that point uh, right around then, you know, like video meetings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mom, this is back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. So I can't quite be sure. <laughs> but it was, you know, we had to be we were forced to be flexible in how we were going to uh, do things. And that flexibility is also with meeting other people, you know, that halfway so that people had different levels of, uh, you know, expertise. They had different levels of uh, uh, familiarity or comfort with these Mm -hmm. new options. And so, and we also had to start thinking about different ways to, uh, you know, that, that flair, you know, that splash of originality so that we could make, um, you know, in our that, that what we would normally do in person make it uh, real when we were virtual. You know. So and, one of the things yeah, Lynn, that yeah. that I heard at a conference, the Eight Percent Nation conference that I attended in Dallas uh, last weekend, uh, one of the presenters said because it is so important that you are seen now, that you're in. You know, you're using the technology that's available. And what she said was, learn to love your face. No matter how ugly it might be to you, learn to love your face. You know, and I can remember when I first started with the, when the pandemic first started and I knew this is the way that I needed to communicate, I would spend hours just putting on makeup just so I looked <laughs> absolutely perfect. Well, as you can see now, I feel that self-confidence that I've told everyone else that they need to have. And I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to be me. This is me. I'm going to tell you and give you the message that I need to give you. That's why I'm here. 
not to be the fashionista or to be, you know, the best uh, fashion model with the best makeup because that's not what it's about. You just have to get on, be present, communicate honestly, and just be yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I still put on the war paint, a little bit of war paint for all my podcast, but um, I absolutely hear what you're saying. It's like, you know, let's be who we are. Let's be our authentic self. And so, you know, let's sort of pivot into talking about some of the tools that um, sales professionals uh, and career professionals can use right now and, and how they can best utilize technology when conducting business. So, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, we've, we've been talking about all the virtual meetings and I think everybody's on board with those at this mm-hmm. point, but there is a fine line between, you know, automation and being a robot. And so I think it's really important in sales when we're in that uh, B2B human to human sales that we keep the humanity in our sales. So we need to be aware of not leaning too heavily on uh, automation where, because you know, people can tell that it's just like this, a real, this is like canned. It's not like mm-hmm. a real person right. sent me this email or is talking to me. And one of the tools that I think is really great is called SendSpark. I don't know if you've used that yet, but you can create these short little videos. You can record them right there in your camera or on your computer. Um, and then you can add, you know, like high fay, you know, uh, you know, I'm really excited that we're having our chat today, looking forward to it. And you can create literally like a one minute video and then you can email it. And the system will even tell you when someone has opened and viewed, you know, the video that you created. And you can also put these videos, you know, um, LinkedIn now you can create you can do a video message someone with your app. And so it's the same thing. You make it personal. Um, I've been using the voice message on the LinkedIn app for years so that I make it personal. It's like it really is for me. (laughs) You can pretty much tell if it's my voice or not. Right. 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 (laughs) And and so it's like, okay, that can't be this isn't some kind of automation or, you know, someone who is who knows where just doing LinkedIn messaging for you. This is like a real person reaching out mm-hmm. human to human communication. And it's the same thing with these uh, SenseSpark. It's a really terrific sales tool when you utilize it um, effectively. And I think that's the key. It's not to get distracted by the latest shiny object, but to think about how does that fit in with your sales strategy? And is it an effective tactic for you in your business? So what are your thoughts on that? I think that's great because it all goes back to what you do and how you uh, reach out to the customer, remembering that the customer is important. And I know personally, I dislike those automated messages um, that come back. They're they're irrelevant to the question that I asked. Uh, And I actually am guilty of one that I have on my business page that automates. And you just reminded me that I need to go and change it because no matter what the person says, they get the same answer. And that's not appropriate. It is definitely, I don't like it. And I'm sure it frustrates the person that asked the question 
there needs to be, no matter what technology you're using, if you're not going to put that personal touch to it, why do it? Yeah. And if you don't, you know, in sales, if you don't, someone else will. And when they reach out and that person becomes their customer, you should have no regrets. You should have nothing to even think about because you did not do your sales customer service job correctly. I agree with you. You've got to have that personal touch. Yeah. And that probably also means um, outside of being confident about what you're doing, using the technology, you have to be flexible. The yeah. possibilities got to come into play, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it all kinds of things happen. I mean, um, you know, you could have somebody sh- is showing up and they're doing work that you hadn't planned on. And you're, you know, you literally, it sounds like a jackhammer in the living room when you're trying to record a meeting. And you, and I think that everyone has to have that grace to say, okay, well, you know, what's plan B, you know, um, and, right. and all the way through that. So, you know, let's talk a little bit sort of shift gears. So for the, those sales professionals and career professionals who've really have seen uh, an impact, a negative impact uh, from COVID or dip in performance. Um, what are some tips that you have on how they could regain their confidence and get their mojo back? Okay. Um, believe it or not, and this might sound like just an old adage, but go back to basics. Go back and reevaluate, reassess what it is that you did to accomplish and create the business that you had before the pandemic. And then reach out and use some of the tools and some of the strategies that you used at that point to reconnect with customers. In some cases, Lynn, in sales, the target market that you had pre-pandemic may not be the same target market post-pandemic or while we're in the pandemic. I'm not sure right now because some states are back up and you know we're shut down again or whatever. But where we are at this moment, if you've had a negative impact on your business, Customers are what drives your business. Yeah. So you may need to use that flexibility. You may need to use agility. You may need to use any one of these that we're talking about today to reevaluate how you started your business and what the purpose of your business is and who you want to reach. And that may not be the same audience that you had pre-pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I I look at, I don't think that Amazon or Walmart knew initially (laughs) that everybody was going to be ordering. Right. uh, From their, you know, from their living rooms or from their homes. I think Walmart thought that they would always be a giant because they had Walmart stores in every town. Right. And I I have an aunt that no matter where she goes, 
in order to determine where she's going to stay, it has to be near Walmart. So, you know, Walmarts were everywhere and they just thought that was the way to do business. But then in came the delivery systems. So they focused and refocused how they're still reaching people and they're reaching more people. And now not only are they reaching the ones that are tech savvy, they're reaching the ones who can just barely handle technology. But (laughs) this is what you need to do. You need to reevaluate what you're doing, who you want to reach. And if that means changing the people that you're reaching, go for it. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a really good point. And I think when it comes to confidence, getting back to, you know, the product or service you have and how it serves your customers, how it helps them and how it makes a difference in their their life, their business, how, whatever that is. I mean, if you have and it really makes a difference, then you are literally have a moral obligation to share that and help customers. So when you're thinking about getting your confidence back, get back to like, what do I do? You know, so, you know, for us, you know, we help customers rapidly shift from sales chaos to a precision profit machine. Well, that's something that they desperately want and need. And so we have an obligation to continue to outreach to these customers and help them move forward um, so that they can um, share their amazing products and services to the world, right? So um, when you get back to those basics, that's really a great suggestion and why you're doing this. Yes. Um, And so you can just, it's like, I'm doing this because I make a difference and Mm -hmm. I help people and I serve them. And then that's going to really help you, um, you know, refocus all your energies. So, and I think that sort of brings into why it's so important to ask why and imagine new possibilities uh, so that you can develop uh, new opportunities and solutions. Um, So why do you think that originality is so important? Um, It's because when you first start a business or an enterprise and you're an entrepreneur, you have put into it everything that you have. You've really committed to doing the service that you're doing to help others. You have put into it the resources that are needed to help you to do that. So why would you go back to that? You need to go back and evaluate that because that's where it all started. It's like being reborn. You know, you go back to the birth of it. And if you go back to the birth of it, you can now bring it back up and grow your product, your knowledge, your skills, your services into a mature product again and to re-deliver it to where it needs to be delivered. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So here we are uh, taking yet another really nasty turn um, with the pandemic. What are your best tips and methods for sales professionals so that they can use it both as they're navigating um, (laughs) this roller coaster um, and, you know, uh, when we get to the other side of this? Well, when, you know, uh, probably like you and everyone else, uh, 
today's um, strategy for what we do may not be the same as tomorrow's, depending on what's going on in our particular areas. But uh, I would always say, uh, no matter what you're doing, be safe. Uh, always be aware of your surroundings. Uh, be aware of what you are committing to outside of your environment, because this is the kind of thing that we have no control over. The only thing we can control is ourselves. So control ourselves, be patient with others because we never know what they're going through. We don't know, we don't have a clue of what they've been through, uh, but be patient with others, be kind, understanding, and just enjoy life because life is to be lived. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that those tenets of, you know, dignity, respect, and compassion, and applying those um, in your work and life um, and extending those to other people is the, you know, the number one thing that we can all do uh, to get through this. So, uh, Faye, thank you so much for talking through the five things, um, uh, five secrets and how we can really recharge what's happening right now um, as we go through yet another the roller coaster of the <laughs> pandemic. I know that our listeners are going to want to know and hear more about you and where they can find out information. I am almost, oh, well, oh, there are a lot of places, but my <laughs> website is www.icellmedicareplans.com. That's my private Facebook group, icellmedicareplans.com. I am on LinkedIn as Faye Saxon Horton, so you can reach me there. Uh, reach out. I am always open to accept questions and answers. And of course, my books are listed on Amazon and you can just put in my name, Faye Saxon Horton, and the books will come up. I would like, if you don't mind, Lynn, because yeah. in the Medicare business, we are going into the annual enrollment period yes. in a couple of months. So October yes. starts AEP, which is important for us. So my latest book is AEP Success, and it's available on Amazon. Okay. Well, we will provide a link to that for everyone who's tuned in. Uh, you can find it right down below. And thank you. Thank you, Faye, for this terrific conversation. And for all of our listeners, if you have ideas that you would like to share, you can chime off in the comment section. Uh, we do love hearing your thoughts. Um, so important to us. And if you have a topic you'd like to suggest or a question, you can email us at join the conversation at petite And of course, to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our resources, these amazing podcasts, you can subscribe to our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitetoqueen.com. Faye, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that we were able to connect a second time. And I'm looking forward to next time to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs>